0: Well, welcome to another episode of NFL Fantasy Matchup. Here I am with my co-host Jed Lamb on right before NFL begins next week in a long Labor Day weekend. So Jed, welcome.
1: Yeah, happy Friday. Looking forward to this weekend. I'm sure everyone is too.
0: There are so many news we were just talking about right before we got on the release of Adrian Peterson. But there are so many news today, so I can't wait to get started with you today.
1: Yeah, and that's a huge one, actually. Adrian Peterson uh, supposedly being released from Washington. That is huge. We've been trying to figure out the backfield in Washington. And, you know, this is also another reason why waiting to draft. If you've already drafted, you know, I get onto the waiver wire. If you haven't drafted, make sure you're reading the news because so much is happening right now leading up to the start of the NFL season. It's going to impact your draft. So, for example, Antonio Gibson, the rookie running back in Washington, now he's got to be a huge pickup yeah. Uh, yeah. coming out of Washington, DC. I think he's the guy they're probably going to feature. And so if you got him in a draft, you probably got him for cheap or you could get him for like a dollar or two. Um, so keep paying attention to this news. Look, Jed. I mean, we've talked about it before. Rivera came out and
0: said that he reminded him of a Christian McCaffrey. And so a lot of times no one really paid attention to it. You're splitting carries with Adrian Peterson. Now suddenly he gets released. Well, is there something they saw about training camp about Gibson that they really love? Are they signing Devonte Freeman? All of that stuff. And so it excites you about the potential of Antonio Gibson.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and it's interesting how a lot of the news today is around running backs, you know, and running backs traditionally very interchangeable. Um, they usually have a shelf life of about three years. Uh, so this is, you know, maybe not that surprising, but you're right. Antonio Gibson can catch out of the backfield, um, strong runner. And so there's a lot of potential there. Um, I think he's, you're going to see him rocket up the um, draft boards. A lot of times, it goes back to our
0: argument about rookies, right? Rookie wide receiver takes a little while, but we've seen in recent years, the running back comes out, Josh Jacobs is one who comes in and they
1: just start right away and they can make a huge difference. Yeah, the key with running backs is their ability to learn pass protection. So if they can learn pass protection and if they did that well in college, usually the transition is pretty easy and you're right. Of all the positions, this is the one that they can flourish.
0: Yep, 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 yep. Uh, I Right before this, I was sitting there trying to make trades with people with Antonio
1: Gibson. Hopefully <laughs> they would not see the news and reach the trade <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So if you're going into a draft tonight, uh, you might be able to pick up Gibson on the cheap. So keep that on your radar. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, in my mind, I mean, he's probably like in the RB, like, you know, top 20 consideration, you know. So somewhere if you're getting him like in the fifth round, something like that, I think that's pretty good. Um, But another one, Leonard for. Furn- so Leonard Fournette signed um, with Tampa Bay, um, running back out of ja- – uh, released by Jacksonville, now signed with Tampa Bay. And that situation now also still really crowded, right? You still have LaShawn McCoy there. Um, Ronald Jones is the main starter. And so you still got to figure that out, but you cannot deny the talent of yeah. Leonard Fournette, num- former number four pick.
0: Now, Bruce Arian has come out and said Ronald Jones, or Rojo as he calls him, is yep. still your number one back. And Fournette has to carve out his own role. And now McCoy is probably going to be more of your passing down back. So you want to see how it shakes up and where it goes.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think for both of them, um, I don't think this shoots them up into RB1 territory. I think they're RB2 territory. So, again, in that back half of the top 20, um, I think that's where it makes sense. But Fournette has a lot of talent there. And so while, you know, Ronald Jones is the starter and and it's nice to have your coaches backing, I think Fournette's talent is going to ultimately win out. Because your argument is if Ronald Jones was that
0: good as everyone, as his coach or Tom Brady says he was, they wouldn't have gone out and picked out Leonard
1: Fournette. Yeah, they wouldn't have signed him. Yeah, But the other thing I think this does to me is it really does show you Tampa Bay is all in on this season. So the hype train around Tampa Bay is real. They are going all out, and I expect them to make some noise. I mean, I think this team, and to your predictions earlier, tell me about how good Tom Brady is going to be. This is just giving you more ammunition because if he has a solid backfield, even with injuries, solid backfield, the sky's the limit for him. This is the best team, an array of talent that
0: he's ever had. You you can't overlook their defense. Their defense is so good. And then from that point on you bring in these guys. I mean, it's great collection of cast.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, I, I'm excited to see what's going to happen. And actually for me, yeah, I've been I've been saying Tom Brady, I think, could crack into that top 10. Um, and I think this, you know, just again continues yep. to solidify that.
0: And a solid note we were just talking about Tampa Bay is watch their defense in Tampa Bay. A lot of people will overlook the defense and look at the offense. They'll pick up the Rams. They'll pick up the Bears. They'll pick up Baltimore. But Tampa Bay is right there. And a lot of times you
1: get them on really, 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 really treat. Yeah. And you know what? Here's the thing. Just like defense impacts offense, offense impacts defense. So as this offense gets better, it puts the defense in better positions. Mm -hmm. They're playing from ahead. They can be more aggressive. So I totally agree with you. Tampa Bay is a defense to watch. Uh,
0: One running back that seems to be going down a lot. He was seen as a breakout player this year. Devin Singletary cannot get
1: away from the fumbles. Yep. we And we talked about Zach Moss right behind him. And yeah, I've seen him. So I've been in a couple more drafts now since we last talked. Um, and you're right. He's starting to drop a little bit. But you know what? I think um, just like watching your stocks, uh, you know, his value is a little down. So you may be able to pick up this guy on the cheap. Um, you know, he's still got a lot of talent and should have a lot of opportunity up there in Buffalo. Adam Gase continues to say, look, Le- Le'Veon
0: Bell and I like each other. The problems in, in New York Jets between those
1: two will continue to get bigger and bigger. Yeah, and you know what? Later, um, we're after news and notes. We're going to talk about players you just would yep. not draft. And I'm going to talk about the Jets because, man, I, I just, I'm just i staying away from that situation. I don't think there's anything good coming out of there. I don't think Bell's going to be back to what he was like. I don't, I don't really yep. even like what Gase is doing there, so I'm staying away from that. Well, ever since he signed that contract, Bell has been terrible. And so
0: I, I think a lot of, and, and then Gase, he had that one really good year with Payne Manning over at Denver. And everywhere he's go from offensive coordinator with the Bears, and then from that point on all his head coaching stints, he has not been very, very good.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm I'm not I'm not sold on anything happening up in New York. So um and, and with Bell, you know, a lot of times I think that's what you see with running backs and why they have short shelf lives is just like all of a sudden they just fall off the cliff sort of. And so I think that's what's happening there.
0: As you're looking at it, Austin Eckler, running back San Diego Chargers, they're saying that, hey, look, more and more it looks like there might be a three-headed monster running back by committee. Does that move Austin Eckler up, down? Do you believe it? Where are you thinking about it?
1: Yeah, I was going to say he's someone I have – people are starting to listen to that, so I've seen him drop a little bit. Um, You know, it does worry me some, but, man, Eckler's got some serious talent, and this is the opportunity for him there to break out. Again, I think he just – if you're going to draft someone in one of these running back by committee kind of situations, you just got to be patient with your guy because you put him in there, and you need to give him at least a couple games, couple um, weeks to really establish and take over the position. Yeah. And so, I think that's what you got to do with Egler. And on your watch list, a lot of times you have Justin Jackson and
0: Joshua Kelly. We know what Justin Jackson is able to do. Joshua Kelly. Out of the two, watch him carefully and put him on your watch list.
1: Yeah, and when and Tom, when Tommy says put him on your watch list, what he's saying is, as you're watching the games on Sunday, if you see a guy start to break out, and this can be as simple as you know, 50 yards in a game, he has three, four good runs. They show some highlights of him on ESPN. You got to pay attention to that, and that might be someone you pick up. I personally, I like to leave one bench spot on my team that's just kind of open. I mean, I have a player there, but it's a player I know that I can yeah. drop and not feel bad about, and I'm purposely pointing looking for guys like this that i can yeah. pick up and the tip for some of you guys watching nfl red
0: zone on a sunday morning <laughs> is so good now just for you guys who are uh, hearing, and listening to this they're still on comcast nfl red zone has been taking out sling tv this year but they're now on youtube tv which i personally like because that's my
1: uh channel that i watch there you go and red zone is awesome i love i had it back in the um um, what do you call it? Dish network days. And it was awesome.
0: I love Red Zone. <laughs> Here's one player we're going to talk about today in terms of those who are being undervalued or underappreciated. James Conner is going to be at every down back. What are you thinking about in terms of James Conner?
1: Oh, man, I'm big <laughs> on James Conner. Yeah, I, this last draft I had last night, I was so I'm disappointed I missed out on him. Um, I'm actually big on all the Pittsburgh Steelers players, I, offensive players. I think that they are being undervalued. People are not remembering um, you know, how strong this team yep. was, and Roethlisberger's yep. looking good. And Conner, man, to be a three-down back, the only, yeah, only concern there is potential injury, but he can yep. definitely be a three-down back. This guy catches out of the yep. backfield. I mean, great, great value if you can get a hold of him as your RB2, the
0: two quarterbacks were so bad. Like people just have a short memory. Juju Schuster and James Conner were so good. You cannot deny those guys.
1: Yeah, I just got Juju Schuster as my uh, wide receiver two um, booking with Devonte Adams. And I am so excited about that yep. because I think Juju is going to be a number yep. one. So that's basically like two number ones. Very good. Josh Gordon uh, was picked up by the Seattle Seahawks. Are yeah. you picking him up? No, I'm, not, you know, because they haven't um, announced his reinstatement yet. So they picked him up. It's interesting when they said, I didn't quite understand because the team picked him up, but he hasn't been reinstated yet. So technically he can't play. So I, you just got to pay attention to that. Big talent, though. I like Gordon a lot. Um, I've in the past drafted him. So you got to pay attention to it, but it's a little strange situation right now.
0: No. Honestly, Jed, I used to draft him all the time in his uh, Cleveland days. Mm-hmm. Man, you cannot depend on him.
1: Yeah, I mean it is. He, you know, I mean but, but when he was in New England as well, um, it, it just it, the talent is what is so tempting. I mean, his, if you ever seen this guy, he has the size and the speed that's just unbelievable. And so, you know, it, you're right. You probably need to see him um, actually prove out first before you put in any time.
0: The Patriots officially named Cam Newton their starter. Not as much as Cam Newton because there's so many quarterbacks. Does that raise the
1: stock of a Julian Edelman at all for you? Um. Yeah, you know, a little bit. Edelman has been falling in drafts. So I'm just actually, yeah. he's really the only wide receiver um coming out of there that people are looking at. Um, but yeah, it does encourage me the fact that they finally did name him. And also he was the captain. So that I think that's important. The team captain as well, which is picked by the players. So I think it shows that he's starting to establish himself um well there. So it does raise the ceiling a little bit for me on all the offensive players. They release Muhammad Sanu, so it does show that Kneel Harry or uh, Harris seems yep. like he's doing really well. Yeah, exactly. And finally, um, everyone's been waiting for Harry to come out there. It seems like he's established himself. And and watch Sanu. Sanu should get picked up somewhere. Um, you know, a yeah. solid number three that used to be out in Cincinnati as well. And so, um, pay attention to him.
0: Sanu is terrible. Remember when he was in Atlanta? <laughs> you always thought he would be the guy that replaced the great Robbie White. never did anything well. Never did anything well.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, there's so many um, wide receiver injuries this year. You just got to be paying attention. You know, there's some people are going to pop out. Look in San Francisco. It's just a mess in San Francisco. Um, so, yeah, just pay attention to those guys. Um, actually, another wide receiver I'll mention, um, Christian Kirk in Arizona. Um, wide receiver there. Yeah, everyone's talking about Hopkins, but, man, Kirk is having a crazy training camp. Coaches are talking him up. So I'd really look at him as a potential number two. Kind of reminds me of Nicole uh, Hardman in Kansas City, yeah. just kind of going under the radar as a number two wide receiver. A lot of times you pick these guys up that can produce like a number one. Um, that's, that's good value. So you would definitely pick Kirk over
0: Larry Fitzgerald?
1: Yeah, I think Fitzgerald, you're going to see, he's really just kind of in his, uh, you know, heading towards the Hall of Fame days, looking for some of those records. And I don't think you're going to see him use as uh, much as the number two.
0: Cam Newton, let's go back to Cam Newton real fast. Most likely, he will not be drafted. He'll be on your way with a wire. Any temptation to even not draft him, auction leads, not spend any money at quarterback, and just go pick this guy up.
1: Um, you know, it's a, I think that's a little tricky. I think it's a little dangerous to be honest, because so far in the three drafts I've been in, there are some really good quarterbacks you can get out the back end, um, Matt Stafford, um, you know, even, even Aaron Rodgers is going really late. Um, there's some really solid quarterbacks. I think, you know, Cam Newton, it's just tricky with the new offense. I don't know. It's a little bit risky to me, Tommy. Um, if you're going to have him as your QB one. All right, Jed, I know we're drafting in the same league tonight.
0: I am all in on Daniel Jones. Everywhere I'm going, Daniel
1: Jones, all in. You can totally have him. I mean, I don't know where he – to me, Daniel Jones has not been – where is he going in your drafts? Are you seeing him um, anywhere in the top ten? No, don't think going Nobody Nobody's yeah. paying yeah. attention to Daniel Jones. Yeah, so you can totally have him, man. <laughs> I'll be making – I'll make sure to nominate him and have you put in some money for him.
0: Oh, my gosh. I, I can't wait. I mean, Daniel Jones, I'm going to live and die with this guy. This
1: so year. if you're up on Daniel Jones, does that mean you're also up on – Saquon Barkley, you feel like he's gonna have a solid year behind him?
0: Uh, he will have a solid year, but he's still being drafted or in auction leads. A lot of times people are bidding a lot of money on this guy, so I'm still gonna avoid Saquon Barkley for now,
1: okay? Yeah, I agree. He's um, there's a lot of cost there. Um,
0: so interesting. Hey, uh, let me ask you, let me go through a couple of them. Sure. Divine, oh, Oze- I'm gonna butcher his name, Ozequo over running back Jacksonville Jaguars. Him or James Robinson, I mean, they're saying, hey, look, James Robinson could play three downs.
1: Yeah, I like the three down – component especially if you know ppr leagues and you know it's interesting a lot of standard leagues i'm seeing now This is a big change standard leagues um i'm seeing going to kind of a hybrid where they're giving at least a half a point to receptions so if you're in a league like that it's basically leaning towards a ppr league so yes yeah, something you got to pay attention to someone who can play three downs and um, catch out of the backfield i will say this about jacksonville though that's another team i'm really avoiding i think yeah. this whole culture of tanking you know they're going to be fighting that all season i don't want to be in a situation Situation where players are not motivated. And so I'm staying away from that.
0: Except at the same time, I was just in the auction drive yesterday and DJ Chark, nobody was picking him up. I I think a lot of times they're going to be throwing a lot and he might be the best recipient.
1: Yeah. And Gardner Minshew, I mean, I think that's another late quarterback you can get or just pick him up off the waivers. Um, I mean, there's going to be stats to get there. I'm just, man, I I hate those kind of situations. you know, where teams are just really not, you can just see they're just not in it to play to be competitive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Two quick other notes on my Tennessee
0: Titans have signed Steven
1: Gostowski. Oh, I didn't even see that. Oh, that's a good pickup. Gostowski kicker. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah. I would I'd I i would not hesitate to get Gostowski. I mean, yeah. I think he's top three in accuracy in the NFL. So it's great. Vrabel is a
0: former teammate, and so I think he'll do well. And the last one, and I'll turn it over to you if you have any thoughts. Your favorite, Trey Burton, is supposed to miss a couple weeks of Indianapolis.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was going to – I had that on my notes, and I purposely didn't mention it because I know how much you don't like Trey. Um, Yeah, apparently he's going to be out a little bit. Um, So Jack Foyle, Indianapolis, I mean uh, Jack Doyle, I mean now you got to – I think that's who you got to pay attention to now um, to come out of that tight end group. He's always out a couple of weeks. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I just, you know, again, like Josh Gordon, I'm just tempted by his talent. I I feel like the talent is there, but it's never come out. Yeah. Any other news and notes? Um, the only other thing I'll mention, they did um, NFL announce that fake crowd noise. They So they've set a decibel level at 70. So there's going to be fake yep. crowd noise. So when you watch the game on Thursday, pay attention to that. It'll be kind of interesting to see. 70 decibels is not that high. There's 120. is kind of like I think the record for like um, real people crowd noise. But apparently the players have said that, that when they practice with it, that it does uh, have an impact. So pay attention to that. Speaking of that, one little thing. Is I used to be a
0: season ticket holder for the Rams last year, all right? You were for I the what? Rams? For the Rams, because I went to Los Angeles a lot oh, and okay. season tickets were $800. Not bad. Not but bad. this year they wanted me to renew at SoFi Stadium. I said no, but for $80, you could put. A cutout of yourself
1: in one of the pants. What you doing? (laughs) That's awesome. For $80, you put a picture of yourself and potentially you go on camera because you have a picture of yourself. Yes. That's hilarious. You know what you should do? You should pay the $80 and then have someone else sponsor you to put something on your head or on your shirt so that you can then get out there and then make a little money. (laughs) Look at the marketing guy right there. Actually, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like $80
0: free advertising. That's pretty good, man. Yeah. All right, let's talk a little bit about three players. I mean, as you and I have gotten I have gotten now three drafts under my belt. You have a couple. Yep. We yep. have one tonight in auction draft. Yep. We are seeing some players that are being drafted
1: high and you're sitting, there,
0: Wow, I can't believe people are paying this for yep three players that are just really low. And so let's just talk through some of those things.
1: Yeah, sure. We'll talk through. Um, So, And actually, you just mentioned right off the bat, we talked about Saquon Barkley and and, and draft value. So I'm going to talk about Chris McCaffrey. So McCaffrey in my auction draft went for $82. Most people's budgets in auction draft are $200. So almost half, $82. As a comparison, I got Kenyon Drake for um, $57. So that's a $25 difference. Man, I am not paying that difference for Christian McCaffrey. I know the guy is good. He's like two players, but for $25, I can get another really solid player for $25. Yep. So I'm not doing it.
0: Yep. A lot of times you have Christian McCaffrey and also Saquon Barkley. They're just not very good. Another person that I'm not drafting, you probably will agree with me, Le'Veon Bell. I yep. mean, the guy struggles. One, the New York Jets has a terrible offense. And a lot of times you you don't trust Adam Gase. Their relation with Adam Gase is pretty bad. And plus last year, he just couldn't do anything. And he has also a potential to get injured as well, too.
1: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm surprised that he's staying up on the board as high as he, as he is. Um, I would not draft Bell as well. That's a pretty good one to avoid. Um, as I said, for me, the other category I'm going to mention, there's three teams. The Washington Redskins. Uh, or Sorry, I shouldn't say that. The Washington team, uh, the New York Jets, and the Jacksonville Jags. Those are the three teams I'm pretty much avoiding players on any of those teams. Interesting. Another one, I love your thoughts on it, is
0: Amari Cooper. I like Amari Cooper, and there are some games where he does so well, but with C.D. Lamb, Michael, uh, Michael Gallup, as well mm-hmm. as like Jarwin, and also uh, uh, Elliott, I mean, there, Ezekiel Elliott, there are so many different options for Dak Prescott to go to.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. I think Cooper is being a little bit overvalued. And so that may be someone to um, uh, potentially avoid. Again, it's all about draft value. You know, to me, um, Amari Cooper, he's not a number one. So if someone's um, bidding on him in like the top 10, you're definitely avoiding him. Um, But if you can get him in the back half of the top 20, um, then it starts to make sense. But I agree with you. It's a crowded backfield. I mean, crowded uh, wide receiver. Well,
0: for those who are not familiar, when you start drafting this, a lot of times they recognize Amari Cooper as name value alone and they see him. As a first round
1: player. Yep, exactly. When name value is huge. We just talked about uh, you saying that you had a draft where someone paid $30 for Aaron Rodgers. So they're yeah. just they're paying for Aaron Rodgers from you know 2015, not 2020.
0: Yeah. And lots of and when I look at Mark Cooper's stat, he's pretty well, but he had some really, really good games. He has some very bad games where he just disappeared. That inconsistency will really hurt you week in, week out.
1: Yeah, exactly. That is a big thing in fantasy, week in and week out consistency. Um, you know, he is going to probably has, still have over 1,000 yards, so he's going to get yep. his yardage. He's going to get his catches, but he probably does tend to get them in bunches, and so that can help yep. or hurt you depending on how it goes. Any other uh, players on your end? Yeah, the last one I'll mention, a couple tight ends, um, both Evan Ingram and Zach yep. Ertz. So Zach Ertz, yeah, top yeah, five. Yeah. And- anger in top 10 those are two guys i pretty much am not drafting um and mainly because of injury concerns you know i'm just they're just injury prone i don't like the situations they're in and so those are two guys i'm really not um i'm really kind of avoiding at the position
0: for me another wide
1: receiver odell beckham one a
0: lot of times there's always the high potential you think about the new york days you think about the heydays when he was so good but then you add in the attitude and also sulking, pouting when he doesn't get the ball. I get so frustrated with the Odell Beckham in. I just don't see myself wanting to draft him or even like drafting him.
1: <laughs> I'll disagree with you there. I like Beckham um, this year especially. He had a down year last year. I think he's going to turn things around. I think Cleveland has been going a little under the radar this year. So I think there's that's one of the guys that um, I think could have a bounce back year. So I'll disagree with you there. But I hear you on uh, his complaining and, and pouting and whining. Uh, that can be annoying. But skill-wise, he still seems to have some talent there. Does that make you more confident Baker Mayfield, though, this year? Yeah, I think, um you know, again, every year with Baker, it's just like everyone is kind of holding out to see what's going to happen. I I have ho- hopes for them. You know, I do think it's good. It's a good sign that they've been a little bit under the radar and you haven't heard too much in the news about Baker Mayfield. And so I'm, I'm hoping for a bounce back in the offense for them. Got it, got it, got it. Hey, let's talk a little bit about four undervalued players
0: from some of the drafts that you've been involved.
1: Yeah, what's we – we just talked about one, James Conner. I mean, uh, he, you know, this guy, he's been going roughly RB 20, like roughly the 20th back or the back half of the 20. That is so low. James Conner can easily be a number one. And so, I mean, I'm not drafting him top 10, but I think if you're into that 14th, 15th running back, um, this is a guy that I would I would target. I wouldn't, if I could, for, I mentioned $25. If I could pay $25 for James Conner, I would do it.
0: Yep. James Conner, three down back. And also could catch as well, too. Pittsburgh's offense is going to be a lot better. A lot of times you can't go wrong, James Connick. Well, maybe injury. A lot of times death, yes. death hesitation with that James Connick.
1: Yeah, exactly. Injury. But, you know, all players, you're going to have to worry about injury. And still, injuries are difficult. It's t- tough to tell if they become a trend, if someone is just yeah. always going to get injured, or if it's just, you know, fluky things that's happened. For me, it's Marquise Brown over
0: at the uh, wide receiver, Baltimore Ravens. Love Last it. year, he had some couple of good games, especially his second game. Then had the Liz Frank injury and then tried coming back. wasn't about the same. But you look at Lamar Jackson, you look at Mark Andrews, you look at J.K. Dott, I mean, this guy is wide receiver one on his team. And a lot of times you cannot go wrong with Marquise Brown this year.
1: Oh, I love that pick. So Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma, stud, put on twenty pounds this offseason. This guy is working on his craft. I'm totally there with you. I think people are missing the boat on Marquise Brown. Um, yeah. That's a great pick, Hollywood Brown. I think he's awesome. And um, what enough- Oh, and wouldn't you say a lot
0: of times, especially if you're in auction drafts, a lot of people are not familiar with Marquise Brown. And so let them spend on Amari Cooper. Let them spend on Saquon Barkley. Save that money for people like Marquise Brown.
1: Oh, yeah. You can get him cheap. I mean, a Marquise Brown, you probably shouldn't be even paying $10. bucks. he will probably be like in the 5 $6 range. So you can get him really cheap, um, which is great value. Yep. All right, next one. Um, The person, and actually I mentioned Washington, but I will go back to, I've just been seeing him drop, which is Terry McLaren. Um, He's the number one wide receiver in Washington. Virtually no competition for looks. Um, Last year had 900 yards and seven touchdowns. I mean, this guy's going to get the volume and the looks there. I mean, I'm not a big fan. Haskins got uh, named as the starter, so that's my hesitation there. I think Washington's a little bit of a mess, but man, you can't ignore the value. Like you said, nobody's drafting him because they don't know who he is. They haven't heard him. So if you could get him, for under $10, if you can get him really late in your 11th, 12th, 13th rounds, that's really good value. Yep.
0: I mean, Hayas is named as a starting quarterback. But if Alex Smith does come and he does do well, McLaren should do well too.
1: Yeah, you know, um, uh, Smith did get to participate in the training camp. And I feel like he's just not fully back. I mean, he's back enough to where he could participate. But you got to imagine he's still healing and things. And so, yeah, I agree with you. If he could get back to where he was, that would improve things. Mine is Julian Edelman. A lot of times mm. people look
0: at him. He's outdated. Wait, I'm going to choose Cooper Cook, who, by the way, keeps going high in dress, which I don't understand. But so with Julian Edelman, <laughs> no one's paying attention to him. Everyone thinks he's old. New, Brady is gone. But he's the only wide receiver that has any, any potential uh, over in New England.
1: Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, You know, in New England, they got to pass to someone. He's perfect at that slot position. He's getting up there in age. I think he's 34, 35, um, but the production is still there. So I think you're right. The only thing, again, with Edelman is there's a lot of name value. So, you know, depending on who you're drafting with, um, they might recognize the name, but that's a good one. Um, We mentioned Odell Beckham. He's another one that actually I had put on here um, as potential undervalue. I feel like he's been going roughly 12 to 14th, and I feel like he's top 10. Um, The one thing I'll mention, the coach in uh, Cleveland, Stefanski, he likes two tight end sets, which means that you only have two wide receivers, which pretty much guarantees that Beckham and Landry will get all of the wide receiver targets in Cleveland. So that's a good sign. So he's he, again is another good guy I like to target.
0: Jed, one player I've seen across the board in auction drafts, standard drafts, David Johnson. People mm-hmm. do not value David Johnson. They don't realize a couple of years ago he was your number one player on your draft board. Yep. And he had two bad years, injury-plagued years, but at the same time, he now he's traded to Houston. I think a lot of times for the position
1: that he currently
0: is in— he is someone that you need to target, especially in the lower ranks.
1: Yeah, exactly. I think David Johnson is amazing value. I totally agree with you there. Um, they've already said he's the number one, so I think that's really good value. Um, I, I like David Johnson a lot. He's got the pass-catching ability as well. Um, the other one I'll mention with running backs is basically number one running backs who have good rookies behind them. I'm yeah. seeing, um, in particular, the two I'm thinking of are Mark Ingram in Baltimore and Marlon Mack in, in Indianapolis. Because Ingram's got J.K. Do- behind him because Max got um, Taylor behind him, Jonathan Taylor behind him. People aren't drafting them. And I'm yep. like, man, yep. this is still the number one guy on a good offensive team. You can't let those guys drop so low. So that good value there. Yep,
0: Marlon Mack, no one seems to be picking him up.
1: Mm-mm. Or more so Kerrion Johnson. Nobody's touching carry Johnson. Oh, Carrion Johnson's another one. I mean, I think Carrion Johnson, even now, DeAndre Swift got hurt, you know. So to me, on Johnson, great value. I mean, this guy should be able to carry the load at least for the first two, three weeks. Um, so again, I think those number one running backs, we have good rookies behind them, don't overvalue the rookies. Last
0: one on my list. Brandon Cooks, a lot of times it seems like Will Fuller, everyone's looking at that potential without understanding his injury history. And a lot of times they think Will Fuller is going to be the number one. But Brandon Cooks, even though I don't always like him,
1: he does get you 1,000 yards almost every year. I just saw uh, Will Fuller go for a higher price than Brandon Cooks, and I was just scratching my head. Didn't make any sense. Cooks is definitely the first guy I want out of Houston. I mean, that's. I I agree with you there. I think he's. um, I I think he's going to have. I mean, he's had over thousand yards um, for four straight seasons. I think he's going to really blow up there. I think he's got the connection with Watson, um, so I'm looking forward to seeing what happens there. But everyone looks at the potential of Fuller. There are always a couple of games
0: that guy just. It does so well, and so a lot of times people are drafted for that potential.
1: Yeah, it's just about injuries, though, with Fuller. I don't think he's been through a full regular season for at least three years, um, so the guy always gets hurt at some point. I mean, and it, it, he just he's a speedster, too, so that's the thing is when he gets hurt, it, it really does ruin his game because that's kind of a big part. So, um, yeah, thats uh, I think that's a problem there.
0: Oh, yeah, forget I forgot. Daniel Jones. We have
1: to talk about Daniel Jones, all right? <laughs> I undervalued player. Talk about that. Uh, yeah, so Daniel Jones seems like um, Tommy's going to be targeting him. I personally am not high on the guy, so um, I think there's a reason he's undervalued. But why don't you tell us why you love Daniel Jones and how you're going to get him tonight? Oh, my gosh. There,
0: nobody picks him up a lot of times. You're probably get him for a dollar or two. You save all your money, spend it on other players, and there's Daniel Jones
1: right there. There's a reason he's on the dollar menu, Tommy. you got to I mean, so, stay. Be careful there. Just don't draft a measure number one. Uh, actually, I'll throw out a quarterback. If you want a quarterback for number one who's low value, Gardner Minshew. We just talked about him in Jacksonville. Man, no one's picking up Gardner Minshew. I'd take him over Daniel Jones.
0: Yeah. Man. I'm living and
1: dying with Daniel Jones jones he is my quarterback qb1 all the way all right i'm gonna hold you to your word and make sure that you do that tonight and so uh, when i go out and get my guys i hope you don't uh, jump in
0: uh, hey, you're do you like standard drafts, auction drafts as we
1: wrap up? I really like auction drafts better. I think it's just much more fair. I like the fact that you can you have a chance at any player. I think in a regular draft, you know, it's just so annoying when the guy ahead of you picks the guy that you yeah. wanted and you've really picked him out as a breakout player. We've talked about breakout players a lot in the past few episodes. And you know, again, for anyone who's getting ready for your drafts, hey, listen to our previous episodes, man. Go back through because we had a whole list of breakout players, sleepers. A lot of the stuff we talked about is starting to hit now and so i'm really proud that we you know we went and covered a lot leading into next week and so i think hopefully it helps a lot of people going into their drafts well come monday we
0: may not record labor day we got to talk about that jed but maybe Tuesday, and then nfl season starts
1: yeah cannot wait man it's so exciting and i'm so glad that um it's gonna it looks like it's gonna happen for sure so it's great to have football season especially with us all stuck at home and you
0: see the excitement because there's so many news coming out of training camps the last couple of days.
1: Yeah, you know, it'll be interesting to see the viewership numbers. The NBA viewership numbers have been down, you know, and uh, some people are attributing that to the Black Lives Matter protests yeah. and things. It'll be interesting to see how football does. You know, football is huge. It's the biggest sport, of course. So we'll see how the numbers come in. But I'm expecting huge numbers because I'm, I'm dying for it. Yeah. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook at fantasymatchup.nfl.
0: That is fantasymatchup.nfl. You can download all past episodes, including this episode, on any place that you listen to your podcast. So, again, fantasymatchup.nfl. Jed, you got to get to work. I got to get to work, and we'll talk either Monday or Tuesday, okay? Yep. Have a great weekend, everyone. Talk soon.